everybody. Welcome to the Toy Lions Podcast with your hosts, Ian Westoff and Tommy Romero. Today, tons of news, lots and lots of great toy news, mostly at Super 7. So around this time, we should be getting ready for Toy Fair. Yes. Fortunately, it's been canceled. So we're going to reminisce. We're going to talk some news, a lot of announcements. So sit back, enjoy. Tommy Toy Fair. I miss it. Yeah, I do too. I miss seeing the people. I, actually, the stuff up close. Yeah, th- th- there's actually so much that I miss because Toy Fair, I, I was surprised we got to go to the first the first time we went. All right. And yeah, it was that almost, was fun. It was almost like, if this is the one time only, this is awesome. And it helped bring me out of my shell in a way, helped become more of a person who's able to talk more freely to people, although sometimes I don't express myself as well as I should. But it's it was getting to meet all these companies and this sounds dumb, but it's not crowded. It's comfortable to walk through and and you know the first step is the first time we went, we were always really shy. And it's almost like, can I look at your stuff? You know, you did, I've never been there. And and by last time, um 2020 when we went in the beginning of 2020 it was just like old habit you know we, we would we had a routine down we'd get there we'd walk in the lobby see some of the things kind of go over our goal goals for the day take some pictures uh, you know run into anybody we might know and it was also just like a cool time because with the difference in in coasts that we are it was not just like it was just being a, being able to hang out with a good dude and like Two toys. It was almost like yeah, I was an unofficial, thing. official yeah, toy run. Is, yeah, this was my, you know, this is my chance to see you in person, you know, and hang out. Right. You know, it was like going on a toy run. everybody. Yeah. Where you don't get toys, but you're not disappointed in it. Yeah. I mean, part of it for me was also we get to not only see it firsthand. Yeah. But because of the website and now the podcast, we're able to actually express it. You know, like yeah. there are people out there that not so much care about what we think, but there's an interest to create a conversation about all the stuff we saw. And And I love the fact of all the people we've met over the years, you know, I mean, there's, you know, I get emails from everybody and I'll, you know, we talked to Mike Drake over at Mezco. Now I'm going to start name dropping. I mean, I remember that year we got into this giant conversation over Popeye. I remember that. Pixel Dan's always saying hi to me, even though, you know, I'm, I'm astounded he even knows who I am. You know, Brian from Super 7, that one time, or a couple of times, actually, he was like, hey, guys, I remember you. Yeah, let's do an interview and stuff. So so that's the stuff I'm going to miss. And yeah, then make no, make no like mistake. Last year, last year or I actually got to meet Toy Galaxy Dan, and his channel exploded. I mean, he's got a whole bunch of uh, stuff. And then last year, uh, 2020, is when we first found out about Mitchu Wu and um, saw his work for the first time. And through that, got to, you know, eventually got to meet him a couple of months later. And now, um, whenever he he puts stuff on Instagram, I'm always 
talking to him and, and just talking about the Mandalorian and, you know, it's, you, it's cool. You make friends. Um, and it's also nice. I mean, you're trying to build a community because let's face it, normally, you know, we talk to our friends and they yeah. only want to watch sports and drink beer. Right. You know, these people, we can actually, I mean, no, no, you're right. Nothing yeah. wrong with, with playing sports and drinking beer, but you know, now you have somebody you can converse with. I hardly don't talk about He-Man to anybody. And you see so many things uh, that you didn't know that were coming out, I guess the point of Toy Fair. But it's almost like to the extent where you're like, oh my God, they're making a toy out of They Live? And it just blows your mind. Like, yes, finally. Um, Or you'll see something. You know what else is cool? We get to see how everything's not made, but it's kind of like we get to see what's behind the curtain. Yeah, you see some um, before anybody else prototypes. Sometimes you, know, you might might not be the finished uh, look of the toy. Um, we've we've been very blessed uh, by playmates to be invited to see their stuff. Every year we've gone, Mesco too. Mesco, yeah, they've been nothing but polite. They're just the nicest people, um, and and that's kind of like how we wrap up our day. Usually is the the turtles. And we met Kevin yeah. Eastman for the first time there. That was pretty sweet. Um, and it's just, it's a lot of walking around. Um, <laughs> it's worth it. It's, I mean, it, you, it's so worth it. There's it stuff you'll see that normally you wouldn't care about, but it's cool to look yeah. at. You know, if you're yeah. it. like that whole section of games, I mean, there's a U.S. president game. Yeah. Is that the uh, U.S. Hopoly company? Right. And I mean, We've never seen it. There's no commercials uh-huh. for it. You know. One of the cool things I always enjoyed is uh so it's at the Java Center. And if for anybody who has not been to the Java Center, there's in the lobby, there's different levels and uh there's a staircase going down. Usually we take a break like around lunchtime and we'll just sit on the steps, um, in just indoors and we'll just kinda like just shoot the breeze. I always like that part. You're recharging your batteries, and then no matter how many times we have buzzed through like Super Seven, Mezco, you know, the Diamond or whatever, we we'll always go back and find something else to take a picture of. Oh yeah, and it's like you go home and and you've got like uh, a card full of pictures, and it's like okay, I, I got to sort through these, and there's a lighting good on this one, but it's 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 just a labor of love. Uh, I, I love going to it, I, and I'm so disappointed. No, just, I'm so upset, I should say. I, it's understandable why it's for the safety. I really wish there was one happening this year. Um, I'd be getting like my gear ready, getting my what bag I'd bring, and you know, okay, what flannel am I going to wear that day? What coat? And it's, it's like this big production. Do I bring a notebook? Do I not bring a notebook? Um, all right, you know, it's just something. Uh, there's two trips I take a year. Disney World is one, and Toy Fair is the other. And I always look forward to them. So, unfortunately, Toy Fair is on hold this year. Yeah, but we'll get it back. Yeah, yeah. As long you know, come back safe and. So, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this podcast. I've been studying up on craziness, especially. I've been watching a lot of YouTube because since we're on it now, mm-hmm. and. I'm going to take a, a page out of Tom McFarland's book. 
we're gonna we're gonna start doing some not we're gonna start doing different different you know yeah we're gonna we're gonna start doing some stuff to get people's attention which i'm hoping they'll tag along and so we'll start with this okay please join the conversation at toys podcast at gmail.com we got some emails coming well we have emails but we're gonna do like an email a day we might actually do a live show this way we can just answer questions right then and there you know so we're gonna try and do some new stuff also i got some feedback from some people and i have a lot of ticks apparently a lot of verbal ticks so for tonight if you want a drinking game Every time I say, you know, just take a shot. Or maybe write down the amount and and send it in at the end, it, you know, in an email. So we know how many. Hundreds. It's in the hundreds. Yeah. I don't even know. I want to know what my ticks are, <laughs> be honest with you. No. Well, you know what it is? We're still relatively new at this. You know, well, we went we went from audio now to this. So now it's like crazy, it, right? It is. It's it, audio is tough enough, uh, but it's helpful when you're with somebody. Doing it on your own, it's like it's crazy. It's like talking to yourself. Uh, this is a completely whole new thing. You know, it's like, all right, do I look presentable? Which I probably don't. Do you know the background? You get your nice toys. Uh, I got a cheap blue screen. It's supposed to be Florida back there, but it's not working um so it's it's a whole new experience because you're not just it's not just like a dj on the radio it's almost like mtv uh, a vj video jockey that's back when mtv played music of course another discussion altogether but anyway so here's some interesting stuff so we don't completely bore the board yeah probably lost half of them already so here are some of my Interesting, I'm going to call them, moments at Toy Fair. So, most interesting moment, number one. Do you remember when... Or actually, you weren't there that day. So, I was at the Funko booth, taking my pictures for www.toy-lines.com. And it was all my Toy Fair coverage. So, I'm taking pictures and, you know, getting the shots right, all the lighting and things of that nature. Because... This tall, white-haired gentleman comes over. Huge entourage. And, uh, you know, I'm taking pictures. Now, mind you, I was taking pictures at the Funko booth, specifically at the female Ghostbusters. So I'm taking pictures, and this gentleman shows up. Huge entourage. Started to get a little bumpy. Not him in particular, but the people he was with. Didn't want to make a scene. I just said, flat out, excuse me. I'm trying to take pictures here for my magazine. Just give me a few minutes and I'll be gone. So the white-haired gentleman said, hey, not a problem. So I'm done taking my pictures. And I'm like, all right, Mr. Big Shot, you can come right back in. You and your entourage. So I walk over. And the person I was with, who's going to remain anonymous, he tells me, do you know who that was? I was like, no, who is he? He's like, that's director Paul Fake. I was like, Okay. Yeah, he just directed the female Ghostbuster movie that you called a, a big shot. Well, I really make two cents out of this one. I, I, I'm agreeing with you. Uh, I had no clue. I don't th- he's not. I mean, that, I don't 
I don't care. I mean, I wasn't rude. No, it, but and neither was he. He, yeah, uh, he's not like you wouldn't be able to pick him off the street. It's not yeah. Steven Spielberg, you know. There's right. there's a lot of directors that you wouldn't just notice walking by. It's just like there's a lot of well, I wouldn't notice any musicians of nowadays walking by. But it's like if you didn't know um, your favorite actor or comic artist just walked by, you, you know, it's just a face in the crowd in a way. Right. Um, you know, there were times uh, a toy well, fair. That was like the time I met John Hughes at Comic-Con. That's that's incredible. He was standing right next to me. I had no clue. That's sad, but incredible. <laughs> it's, um, I would love to have met John Hughes. Um, to <laughs> so if, would I. <laughs> and you were there. Yeah. Um, it's weird, too, because like when you meet somebody, uh, meet, we met Kevin Eastman, and it was, it was brief, but it was also nerve-wracking because this is a guy – you've looked up to for so long whose work you've enjoyed and it's almost like oh god what if i make a fool what do i what do you say because you weren't expecting we didn't know that's going to happen um you know your your part like i don't want to go up but i really want to go up and it's kind of like you know and it's, you're glad you did it's just um it's a nerve-wracking experience you know there and there in, in that toy fair there's a lot of stars um throughout the four days just you know, for if there's a movie opening, there's people there. Uh, I think Shaq was there uh, with twenty twenty, with um, hey, cut the ribbon with Mitchell. Right. So um, there's always something going on, which is pretty cool. Uh, you never know who you're going to run into, and that also goes for um, just people in 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 the industry. You know, you might make a friend with somebody, and you only see him then. So it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, when I first started or when we first started, I wasn't sure how people were going to be receptive to us. Yeah. But a lot of people, I mean, like I said, I was surprised we showed up and Brian's like, Hey guys, how you doing? You know, and, it's interesting. And listeners, I'm, we're not bragging, not in the least. No. We're just trying to share our experience with you and, you know, try and ease some of this COVID stuff. You know, you know what's interesting is that the, um, we, we go in as press because we cover toys and and we fully understand that this show isn't for us right it's, it's, it's for the buyers and whatnot right. but right we're just guests there's also the actual press uh, newspaper tv and maybe they they're nicer to the folks like us and other channels because we are interested in the product we're not just running a quick thing and on a uh, channel four at you know the seven o'clock news real quick right you know we're actually interested in what they have to say well we we know what's invested i mean i'm sure nowadays so do they you know we yeah well like, yeah. we can go up and we can start talking about thundercats you know yeah. we can talk about a to z you know uh, you know how the planet died how episode one you know they had no clothes on other than shorts you know, we, we know stuff like that, you know, same thing with He-Man, you know, I can, I mean, look, I'm, I don't fancy myself an expert in much, but I know my He-Man, you know, so I can go in there and, you know, we can have loads of conversations about He-Man, you know, same thing with you, Rocketeer and Indiana Jones, right? but I'm sorry if I cut you off. No, no. Yeah. All right. So number two, one of the best things about Toy Fair for me. Not 
only did I get to meet Todd McFarlane. You did. And take a picture with him. He was so nice. I actually sat down for 20 minutes with the man. And it was one of the best interviews I ever conducted. You know, he was receptive. He, you know, thanked me immensely. 20 minutes is a long time, too. He was he was nice. And I was on a line. I was on a long line waiting to to interview him. And he gave the same amount of time to all of us. You know, some people I don't know if this is unprofessional, but some people brought stuff for him to sign. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't too thrilled with that part, but I was excited to get a picture with him. He was very cool about it. That's cool. Yeah. Like after the interview. You know, I was like, can I take a couple of shots of just you and stuff? And so I was doing that. And then he's like, well, you want to, you want a picture together? And I'm like, uh, yes. <laughs> so, so when the uh, other journalists, who, by the way, first thing I learned at Toy Fair, the first time I was there, we are toy journalists. We're not fans. We're, you know, we're professionals, but we're not bloggers. Apparently that's a, a four letter word. I don't understand why. Well, blog would be yeah. I I have no idea. You know. Um, I guess it sounds better. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, if you think about it, this is where we all got our start blogging. I mean, yeah. some of us some of us are luckier than others. Maybe they didn't, but I did take a journalism class in high school, so yeah, exactly. I kind of I got some knowledge. I don't know if that really counts. Yeah, so, you know, we're toy journalists. Toy journalists, I like that. So anyway, so I got my picture with Todd, you know, and I was like, hey, thank you. He's like, hey, thank you, because without you guys, no one knows about McFarland toys. You have an aspect that I may not even see it. That's actually very yeah, humble. That's humble of him. Yeah, Todd's always been good to us. So I, I, I appreciate that. I got to go back and just say I really like toy journalists. You know, that's actually really cool because there are so many toy photographers out there. This fan, you know, like a non-professional, but also professionals make a living off it, like Mitchell Wu. And now I have a name for what I do. I'm a toy journalist. And I, you know, I like that. That's, that's well, actually a really good title. Now, well, we're podcasters. At least that's how I see it. And then, uh, well, uh, you know, if Jane, Jay Jonah Jameson can have a channel and do it on the air, so... It's, right. it's still still journalism. You're still reporting the news. You know, we're just not blaming Spider-Man for everything. Pretty much. Yeah. But I also want to throw a shout out to our listeners. We're still growing. I, I see the statistics or analytics every day. So we're growing. So thank yeah. you for joining us. Please tell your fans or friends or fan friends. Family. Enemies. Family. Dog. No, but, but seriously, thank you. You know, for taking this journey on us, we're we're really trying to build something here. For taking a chance with this too. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there there's actually a group of people currently that that actually tune in to hear what we have to say. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm well. I, I'm gonna be honest, Tommy. You're you're the heart and soul of this, and you're more you're 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 very dedicated to it, and you. It, People don't know, you know, like Tommy had to go in for back surgery for carrying this show. <laughs> That's how much work he puts into this. And I come on and I make an oh. attempt of a stupid joke and probably why we lost half our listeners. But no, I mean, no, that's your personality I and mean, it shines through, which is appreciative. 
But I'll be honest with you. The reason why toy lines exist is twofold, to be honest with you. One, I was I was not burnt out, but a lot of people were saying you're too invested in your work. You know, Mary, you know, there'd be times where she'd be like, uh, are you going to be here tonight or not? Oh. Or, or the most scary uh, one. When I knew that there was a problem, I sh- I came home one day when we were living in our apartment, and she was like, "Hi, my name's Mary. Who are you again?" Oh, that's and I was like, "Oh, yeah." Uh, she's like, "You you have a badge. Am I in trouble?" <laughs> and and I was like, oh, "Okay." So so I admit it. I, I went to therapy. I, I had to see somebody, and she suggested, you know, you're doing too much at work. You know, you need to lighten your load. So that's how Toy Lines was formed. That and Masters of the Universe Classics was out. And so I was like, I love He-Man. He's back. You know, maybe I could start reporting on him. And so little by little, we started, you know, we started calling people and asking for interviews, doing toy reviews, mm-hmm. taking pictures. And, and you know, little by little. I mean, we're still growing, obviously. But, oh, definitely. you know, we're... Unfortunately, this isn't our life right now. Yeah. You know, like we, we both have full-time jobs. You know, we have families to support. Take a shot. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, we're still growing. You know, I don't want to consider this a hobby because it's kind of grown more than that. Yes, yes. Hobby is what you do to pass the time, as Norman Bates would say. This is second part-time job for now. Yeah, that's how I see it. Like, it's beyond a hobby because all the stuff we're into, all the stuff we're learning. Like, oh, there's so much we've learned. I became a better interview through Toyline. You know, part of my job is to interview people every day. And I'm interviewing celebrities. Granted, they're not, you know, Hollywood movie stars, but they're celebrities to us. Yeah. And it was, like I said, it was the Toylines that made me less of an introvert. Um, and allows me to talk more when I go outside. I'm normally a very quiet person. But the beauty of it is that I learned how to turn it on and off. So I can be an extrovert when I want to be, and I can go back inside myself. And there's also one other thing, don't forget. I think one of the very big ideas for Toy Lines began on rides to Red Bank. When we used to talk oh, about yeah. putting out a magazine and our, our goal is back when Wizard was out. And uh, our, we were always saying, how come Wizard is never doing anything about classic comics or interviewing? This is how long ago this was. We were, um, you know, why aren't they covering the Rocketeer? Why aren't they talking to Dave Stevens you know, before he sadly passed? And our, our goal was to make a magazine that rivals Wizard. And it literally went from that to... Going, you know, print was dying out. This is computers becoming the big thing. And at first it was just a blog and, you know, just froze in a way. And then it was, you know, little by little, the whole toy journalism thing grew for podcasts and this and that. You know, what's next? Uh, I don't know. You know, like the next medium that, that'll be part of this. But um, it just came from, and it was really just because we talked comics and toys on the, on the, on that drive. And it was you telling me something I didn't know. I'm telling something you didn't know. And it's like, 
we got a lot of useless knowledge that we're not doing anything with. We, we need to find a way to channel that energy. Yeah, definitely. And that's how, that's how, uh, <laughs> that's how our podcast grew. If you really want to be a part of this, you could do it. Not necessarily us, but you can, your own, your own, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a billion of them, you know, there's toy drink, there's toy galaxy, Dan, He's got a great channel. I mean, everything is toy history and not even toys. Most mm. of the toys, but he goes into everything. That's a great channel. That's Pixel cool. Dan, you know, drink. First time he did it, it was, I believe it was called Pixels to Panel or Pixels to Plastic. Pix, that's what it was. He was just like some kid with, with a video camera. You know, now look where he's at. So you can do it. These things are achievable. I you think... Know? And even it doesn't necessarily have to be about toys either. I mean, whatever your passion, exactly. Whatever your passion, lizards, you know, those, yeah. The two guys I was on wizards, the, the podcast of comics. Uh, I said lizards, but yeah, sure. Oh, sorry. But I mean, it's literally, that's a podcast is anything. And I think the most important thing of all is don't go in and planning to be making money off of it. And, being a full-timer right this definitely that might not ever be, happen you know this has it, to be a passion project yeah and it has to be you know and like you like i like we're small potatoes no no offense tom um, no we are i, I totally agree with you it, it's so long as you enjoy doing it that's why you should do it and, and, and i'll be honest with you don't worry uh, all the time i mean you should but don't worry all the time about there yeah, are, you get better the more you do it. There are people out there. Listen to our first episode. There you go. I, I did. I even told you about <laughs> it. I was like, we've come, we've come quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, if you think you're doing shots right now, you, that first episode, you would have been drunk by now. You'd be in the hospital, alcohol poisoning. Exactly. There's tons of bad people out there, but they're getting better. Yeah. I mean, it's also very much preferred preference, personal preference. You know. I there are some people online that I'd rather see than others, and that's fine because if you look at it, each one of them has over a thousand subscribers. You know that's the best, and at least in my eyes, that's the best you can hope for. You know, I'm, but at the same time, on the same breath, I could say, you know what? Even if there's one person listening, that's pretty cool too. Yeah, and and, and they're enjoying it, um, and and getting something. Oh, I didn't know that toy was coming out. That's pretty cool. Um, that's, I had, um, with Rocketeer Radio, I, I, I was worried that it wasn't going to do well. And it's not, I'm not saying that, um, it's taking off, but there are people listening and even the Instagram is getting more followers. And, and, and that's pretty cool. Cause it's not just because it makes you feel good because you're putting effort into it and you're seeing like a payoff in a way, but you also see that there's so many, in this case, so many Rocketeer fans out there that you didn't know. And, and that's great. So whatever your interest is, Lord of the Rings, He-Man, Harry Potter, Star Wars, or just some obscure thing. If you like it, somebody else does. You're, you know, and then, and that person will find the podcast. Um, and they, they'll want to learn and listen. Uh, there's actually a, a topic I was, I was talking to my cousin about it. He was saying the same thing. We, we, <laughs> We using the band Molly Hatchet as a as an example for some reason. I don't know why, but we're like, if there was a Molly Hatchet podcast, and um, if you have an interest, go for it. 
do it. Do or do not. There is no try. Um, and that's really just really what it is. Either, like the saying, uh, the Shawshank Redemption, get busy living, get busy dying. Just get busy podcasting or don't get busy podcasting. So. And now let's do the newest folks. That takes care of our uh, therapy session for the week. So yeah. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. <laughs> therapy. So Everwood is on HBO Max. What's that word? For you toy people, you're like, why are they continuing with this? But just hear me out. Everwood was a show, one of the first shows, by a certain gentleman named Greg Berlanti. Now, you may recognize that name because he's responsible for creating the Arrowverse on the CW. Everwood stars Treat Williams and is the story of a surgeon whose wife died. Basically, the WB stuff at the time, pretty people in messed up situations. It's a wonderful show, so give it a try if you love family drama, medical dramas, because he's a doctor. He's always helping small-time people. But it's a great show. Give it a try. It's on HBO Max, which surprised the daylights out of me. I was never thought I was going to see this show again. But I will point this out. When they got canceled, it was all political because that was at the time when WB merged with UPN. Mm-hmm. And TV Guide even wrote that that was the CW's very first mistake. So give it a shot. It's on HBO Max. So that's my trade. Let's uh, get into some toy news here. Right off the bat, want to give a special shout out. Happy birthday to one of our favorite creators, Peter Laird. Happy birthday. Who currently just turned 67. God bless. God uh, bless. One of the co-creators of the Turtles. Um, what more can you say? You know? You create something that it, it, people create things all the time, but to create something that's still relevant today. That's the, the goal. It, 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 sure. It's the goal. But I think when you set out to make it the goal, it never becomes the goal. You know, like if you said, I'm going to, I'm going to become a millionaire off this movie, like George Lucas didn't think Star Wars was going to do well. It just happened. Oh yeah. They never you know, thought like, it was yeah, that big either. Um, they, you know, and it amazes me to this day what, what the turtles have accomplished. And well deserved, you know, all, all the rewards and and everything they've they've gathered is they earned it. Right. So a very happy birthday, um, turtle yours. So Super Seven just released pictures of the Thunder Tank. This thing is massive. Any Thundercats fan will be happy to have this. Pixel Dan just did an interview with him recently. Great stuff. Dan got so much out of Brian out of this interview. I highly suggest once you're done here, go over to Pixel Dance channel, look up that interview. You not only find out about the Thunder Tank itself, but actually what goes into making something this massive. So the eyes glow in the dark. It's 27 inches by 17 inches, nine inches high. So this thing is huge. Here's a compare. Here's another comparison photo. You'll You'll be able to fit six figures in it. And if you look closely enough, the keyboard, the steering wheel, all that details reminds me of the classics talent fighter. So it's that same level of detail, no stickers. This thing is legit. This is for keeps. It drives, it pops up just like the original one. It's got guns, removable guns. I mean, it rolls. The thing is so cartoon authentic. It's beautiful. And just to show you another comparison of how big this thing is. So the vehicle on top is the original LJN vehicle. 
and that is just one side of the new Thunder Tank. Well, what's interesting is the the one closest to us, the larger one, mm-hmm. is that arm and paw of the front of that vehicle. So that thing is is gigantic. It's huge. It's I mean, incredible. Naturally, it has to be to fit in, you know, six and seven inch figures. That's true. Yeah. But I mean, this thing is massive. But the other thing is like. You make something that size, you can get sloppy, and they never do. They go the full, the whole nine. They go detail upon details, and you know, like every the details have details. It's yeah, you know, it's it's incredible. It really is incredible. It's um sculpted it, by the four horsemen. Well, I mean, there you go. I mean, this artistry. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. So it includes glow in the dark eyes. It drives. I mean, you all have to push it, but it moves. So pre-orders begin February 2nd and will continue through April 2nd. $450 for this. But here's the nice thing. There also will be a payment plan option. So That's you don't need the 450 right now. They'll help you. It's kind of like a layaway for toys. Exactly. Um, now, for those who know what layaway is. Yeah. $40 Domestic shipping, flat rate, unfortunately. And here's another bad thing about it, but it's understandable. We're not going to see this bad boy until next year, January, February of 2022. International fans, Brian is helping you out. So you'll be able to actually purchase it locally from your local toy store, wherever you're at in the world. So you don't have to pay, you know, astronomical prices for shipping. Nice. Another thing Brian was concerned about during the Pixel Dan interview was he wants to make sure that he gets enough orders. So if you're on the fence about it, think very hard if you want to support this. Because a lot of people were comparing this to the Razor Crest. They're like, why is the Razor Crest 350 and why is the Thunder Tank 450? Simple. There's about a billion Star Wars fans out there, and maybe 10% of that is Thundercats fans. And it's different companies. So, well, but, no, no, yeah. I think he's, well, I mean, obviously, it's not going to outsell the Razor Crest. Possibly yeah. it could. Uh, but that's in just a way, something to. In a way, with a, a in no one, this is not an insult, but with a price that high, you should always definitely think it over. Because your first reaction is, I want that. But, um, you know, it is oh, yeah. a lot of money, but there's it's the, like... Right, there's the kid inside of you, and then yeah. there's reality. I mean, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I am I consider myself a huge He-Man fan. I don't own Snake Mountain. Right. I would love to, but I would have to live in it, basically. <laughs> so, along the Super 7 lines, if you ordered the booster... Pa- or If you ordered a Panthro who came with the incorrect shorts, a booster pack should be on its way starting this Monday to you. So here's my Panthro right here. Um, you can see that the shorts are a little bit brighter than the rest of the outfit. But it really doesn't. I mean, I'm probably in the minority on this, but it really doesn't bother me. That oh, much. I see what you're saying. The brighter. Yeah. Yeah. But on the plus side, the cool thing is we get an extra Panthro head, which I'm very excited about. There you go. Two heads are better than one. Oh, yeah. Especially nowadays. Um, along with the extra Panthro head, you're going to get the replacement shorts. The Jackalman replacement shoulders, some extra guns. So look out for your mailbox. That's coming up. And now also from Super 7 are the Transformers Ultimates line. 
Now, at first, I was like, why? But <laughs> you're going to get things in this line that you normally wouldn't get with the regular Transformers. I mean, I when I first saw this, I thought, all right, this is the RED line, but it's so much more. So if you're unfamiliar, there was an episode where Optimus Prime was surfing. That's why he comes with a surfboard in this picture. And he also comes with Spike, which is cool because you don't really get to see Spike as a action figure. But these are pretty cool. These are more than the Red Series. Like, take this one, for instance. He's glittery because this is the ghost of Starscream. When he died in the in the movie, during the series, he comes back. I believe it was season three, he comes back. And also with them, you also get Bombshell. Oh, I'm sorry, ben, Bonsai and Bombshell. Each will retail for $55, but you get so much accessories. I mean... These are, you're going to have fun if you're a Transformers fan with these. And I already know a lot of people that are getting Optimus Prime just for that surfboard. Can, oh, sorry. No, go on. So continuing with the Super 7, um, with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Super 7 is going to be creating a reaction line and an Ultimates line of figures. These are This would be including the Super Cyborg Megazord. Um, the Super Cyborg Megazord, actually it's very tough to say like that, is going to be followed by the first wave of Power Rangers, which will be 3.75 inches, the reaction figure style. And I love reaction figures. I'm a big fan of those. These will include the Red Ranger, Green Ranger, Reader Repulsa, Pud- Rita. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. Pudgy Pig, Putty Patrol, and Megazord. I-, I did not watch the show, so I didn't know there was a Pudgy Pig in it. Um, I'm not laughing at anybody. I apologize. There's a pudgy pig in the movie. Too. Well, there was a pig in the movie. I don't okay. know it was pudgy. Um, more more rangers and villains are planned for two more additional waves coming later in 2021. So that's for you Power Rangers fans. That's pretty cool. Also, the um, Ultimates line this year will start with the Yellow Ranger, the Green Ranger, Goldar, Tyrannosaurus Dinozord, and Putty Patroller. All in the first wave. What's a Putty Patroller? believe they're those gray um like silly putty drink yeah they're well they're yeah they're made out of putty they're gray and okay they attack power rangers not, not putty from seinfeld they work for uh for rita rita, rita repulsa yep cool so star trek is also getting the reaction treatment from super seven the first wave will include captain picard Worf, whom by the way is trying to pitch a Captain Worf series for all you Star Trek fans out there. Hmm. Worf, Data, Wesley Crusher, Guinan, and a Borg drone. Now, kind of curious about this lineup, only because why Guinan? I don't know who that is. That was Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, I... I she was okay. the bartender. The bartender, yeah. I The silhouette of the figure, I figured that was her. I just didn't know that was the name. My Pet Monster reaction is now available at the Super 7 store. There will be two versions, a flocked version for $24 and a football version for $18. Both are available right now at Super7.com. So you might not have an answer to this, but what do they mean by a football version? He's dressed in football gear. Oh, okay, okay. So flocked. He's fuzzy. He's fuzzy, so it's more like a plush? More like Mossman. Okay, exactly. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, Like he's an action figure, just... You know, he just has, you know, fur on gotcha. the so, so this isn't going to be a... Uh, 
He's not a stuffed animal. You don't want to cuddle up with him at night. Right. Well, you could. You could. You're going to get like little pricklies all over you. Yeah, pretty much. Well, he's not going to fall apart, but it's going to be hard. All right. HBO Max uh, is developing a Harry Potter TV series. Now, I've heard, been hearing this for a while, like on and off things. Um, I don't, and, and at the moment, there's not really much knowledge of it. Obviously, HBO would want to, but why not? Because Harry Potter's been such a success for them. I would like to see the show continue on, like the I would, theater. Well, I would like to see um, The Cursed Child as a right, movie. that's what I meant, yeah. Or streaming service, whatever. I would like to see, um, I would actually like to see about Harry's parents in the school. A prequel, if you will. I would actually just like to see a show also about the other students in the school. Um, I'm, I'm a Harry Potter fan, I admit it. I, I, I love it as much as I do Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. So I would like to see anything, really. At the moment, everything I've read is that some actors would love to come back. I've read this, and I cannot confirm or deny. This is the only thing I read that Daniel Radcliffe would only go back to working on something if J.K. Rowling was not involved. I'm not saying that's 100% true, and it's not because I don't know. It's something I read, and who knows. But I would love to see a, a Harry Potter universe show again because I love Fantastic Beasts. I think it's a great movie. I really want to see the third one. I'm waiting for that. And I want to see four and five and I want to see more because this is one of those movies that every time it's on, I will watch. And it's what, at least 20 years old, the first Harry Potter movie. And to, to, to last this long and have a fandom that is as dedicated as star Wars or Lord of the Rings or masters. That's great. I mean, you created something special. So the more, the merrier I say also, um, Zack Snyder's, Justice League is going to be released on March 18th, streaming on HBO Max. So this would be the uh, director's cut. Is that correct? Four hours. Of Four hours. Good gracious. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, actually. So this is new from Mesco Toys on the 112 series, Constantine, the DC Sorcerer. Now, drink. <laughs> This is an incredible figure. It's got full articulation, 28 points, four extra heads. Yeah, it's basically your average Mezco 112 toy or action figure, excuse me. But look at all the accessories. I mean, you get 15 interchangeable hands, fists, tarot card holding hands, sword holding, you know, three different types of posing hands you get a moon blade a twin blade a chainsaw a cross relic lighter i mean you get four heads this thing is decked out with accessories now also here's a little tip that some people have noticed originally in the promotional pictures you would see constantine with a cigarette and a shotgun now for some reason they've done away with that however you still will get the cigarette and the shotgun in the package so all this for a hundred bucks, you can get him right now or pre-order him at mescotoys.com. Todd McFarlane just released pictures of some figures that are released now, including Nightwing Joker, Bizarro Superman. Now I'm really excited for this figure. This figure looks absolutely amazing. He went with the uh, Frankula look, Frankenstein look, 
And I think you should have saved it for something like Solomon Grundy. Yeah, but I always felt that like if you're going to make a Bizarro, having him say, you know, goodbye for hello, it's just kind of lame. To me, like this works like this kind of creeped out backward S, you know, just Frankenstein like beast. Uh, I, I actually like that. Yeah, you know, maybe even make him talk. Maybe that's the thing. Just don't let him talk because that whole backwards talk is just confusing. I can't even handle Yoda doing it sometimes. So but I don't know. All I know is this is a great figure. Yeah, it look good battling Superman. Definitely, especially, especially in McFarlane Superman. Yeah. And here's the what I call more realistic looking John Stewart Green Lantern. Comes with uh, accessories. Comes with that backpack and uh, uh, rattling gun. I forgot what it's called. Uh, Gatling gun. Gatling gun. Thank you. You're close. Great figure. You know, I wish DC would wake up and realize Cyborg isn't the only African-American character they have in their possession. I want to see more stories with Jon Stewart. He's one of the best Green Lanterns ever. Kyle Rayner, of course, but. Right. Well, he's he's my favorite. (laughs) They're all they're all good. So, Tommy, um, are you a King Kong or Godzilla fan? Which side are you on? I don't know yet, to be honest Ooh, with you. Okay, well, do you want? Let's put it this way: Who do you? Are you? I've more, seen I've seen more Godzilla movies than King Kong movies. I'll put it to you that way. So, you, do you think you're you're kind of more of a Godzilla guy? I don't know, and it's not a wrong answer. It's a fine I'll be, answer. I'll be honest with you: When I first saw or heard about this, I had no interest. I saw the trailer over the weekend. Now. I'm invested. Yes, they, the trailer they, was incredible. The, the dorsal fin, like uh, the, yeah, it was the, amazing. I was like, I really want to see these two go yes. at it. Um, who do you think is going to win? Well, I have a, a few ideas. Uh, I don't know if they're really going to make one the winner or not. Okay. Um, because either way, you're you're angering one side. Me, it's going to be Kong. I I love King Kong. Now let me ask you this: Is Godzilla a dinosaur? So I, I believe. Unless they redid it, he's a radioactive T Rex. And I, I, now, my Kong knowledge is better than Godzilla, but I believe it was kind of like um, a statement about the atomic bomb uh, or the hydrogen bomb from the from World War II. But um, yeah, so Godzilla. My my brother is a huge Godzilla fan. Um, I've always been a King Kong fan, and as kids, you know, we would play King Kong and Godzilla, which meant we would wrestle, and I would be King Kong and he would be Godzilla. So I really want to see this movie. I'm all for Kong. Uh, I like Godzilla. I really do. But I, I love King Kong. So Super 7, they're debuting the 3.75-inch articulated Godzilla reaction figure. This is scheduled to arrive this summer. And it's going to come along with a capsule collection, which will offer various products, including apparel and accessories. Uh, more Godzilla product will follow later in the year which will be escalating in 2022 with the Ultimates figure. And the key thing to remember is that this will not be the Matthew Broderick movie or Godzilla, because that did not look like Godzilla. Now, I know we're listening to a lot of stuff coming out of Super 7, Mm -hmm. but you also got to take into account, Brian is very money conscious, especially for the fans. You know, he cares about how much stuff he's putting out. I know a lot of people saw the Thunder Tank. Next thing on their list is, where is Cat's Lair? Brian doesn't want to put you in the poor house. You know, he wants everybody to be happy with the stuff they're making. So it will take time. So things are going to come out in waves from Super 7. Now, here's my question to you, Ian. 
as a toy collector, do you feel that you need to collect everything or can you, do you feel comfortable cherry picking? And if so, does that make you feel like less of a fan as opposed to say a super fan? So I, I don't think when you're a fan, you're all super fans regardless. I don't think just if you, if you cherry pick or if you collect one figure of a toy line, whether it's Han Solo or just Prince Adam, I think regardless of what your collection is, you're a super fan because you collect, because you like this thing enough to make it a part of your life. And I, I always hated that debate with people were like, well, you're not a true fan unless you, you like this and this and this and this and this. And I'm like, you know, and for a while you're under that, especially when you're younger, I was under that mentality. Now one day I was like, why? It's just, who says I don't like, I'm not, the hell is a true fan? Right. Yeah. Um, I was always a, the type of collector who wanted everything. I was just not able to afford everything, even though I like to pretend I could. Um, or think I'm gonna I'm gonna be the next Steven Sansweet of Star Wars, and I knew deep down inside I wasn't gonna be. It was a nice little little wish. As I get older, I tend to focus on certain things. Um, I don't go for like I gotta complete. I, I I don't gotta collect them all like like the box says. I very much like to. I just can't. Uh, one is the option of space where you're gonna put it all. You know, there's always these different things. I actually think. For a toy company to say that they're worried about, they have you in mind as the as the um, the customer. I, I think that's a very nice thing. I think it's humbling. I think it's so unlike a toy company. I don't think Hasbro is going to be saying that, and I, I actually respect that. I think that's so nice, and I think it's almost better. So if the Thundercats, for instance, they put out the um, was it the Thunder Tank, right? All right, so it's close to $500. They see how it sells. You get it. So the, um, what is the other thing called? The the base? Cat Slayer. Cat Slayer. So if that's going to come out, let's kind of like, let's see how this sells. Can, can people afford it? And that way they could also see, is there a demand for it? Because of course you want it, but it's also like, can you afford it? And, and unfortunately, in this day and age, we do got to think about that. You know, you, you do got to think about one day, you want to retire from your job and, and make this your job or you want to retire and enjoy the toys you have or, you know, just in general. So I, I think that's a great thing they're doing. And I think also for anybody who collects, if they ever had that debate where somebody, you know, is like, well, you're not a true fan because you don't buy everything that says Thundercats. I don't buy that. I, I think you're a true fan just because you have the passion for the product and whether you have one thing or a million things in the end, you're a fan and that's what matters. You, you collect what your budget allows. You collect what your interest allows. Uh, and you kind of almost like collect what your heart allows. Cause you know, it, it, collecting is like part of you. It, it's a passion. It's, it's, it's like a love. It's, it's part of your heart. So it's like you do what the heart tells you. And you also don't want to get in trouble with the missus. So that's the other thing. Um, so I hope I answered your question on that. Uh, so also, um, via Toho Kingdom is going to be a quick look at an upcoming 1933 King Kong figure coming from NECA. This will be released at a Walmart 
in February of March, the first of in that time frame. And I love I love the 1933 King Kong. I love that movie. I, I cannot did I tell you I love it? Because I really love that movie. I'm a fan of Peter Jackson's King Kong. Uh, I did like Skull Island. It's most I really just don't like the 80s Kong. It was garbage. But you know, King Kong vs. Godzilla, um, from when I was a kid, loved it as you know, me and my brother and my sister, we'd always watch it. I always wanted Kong to win. He always wanted Godzilla, so it's I'm really looking forward to this movie. And then um Bandai. The, this thing is bleeping gorgeous. It is so articulated. I need to get this and try to make a stop motion. So Bandai is doing a Godzilla vs. King Kong. It's the Bandai Monster Arts, and they've released these pictures of their upcoming figures based on the movie. And honestly, they are beautiful. Look at the amount of articulation just in Godzilla's leg and arm. Uh, that's more than you ever got in a Godzilla figure. I remember having Godzilla and a King Kong, and basically, I think his tail moved and Kong's arms went up and down. And then for some reason, I shot my, my Godzilla with some silly string, and it got all stuck on him. So I don't know why I did that. <laughs> uh, and then Playmate Toys is coming, has something for the kids based on the Godzilla vs. King Kong movie. Um, these are also articulated, beautiful. And the nice thing is, is that while the Bandai might be a bit more detailed and articulated. This is right up a kid's alley. It's still got that look. It's still got the, you know, that you see the Kong, right? Uh, for instance, Godzilla, you see him right there. You know who it is. Maybe the head is a little small because of the movie, but this gives you everything. You could just picture fire coming out of his mouth. So uh, I think these toys are just gorgeous. I, I really can't wait for this movie. Hasbro's Marvel Legends has announced a 3.75-inch line debuting spring of 2021 and will include Carol Danvers, The Hulk, The Human Torch, and Pixel Dan just announced Magneto. I don't know how to feel about these. They look like reaction figures, to be honest with you. Just, well, yeah. I mean, Kenner, did Kenner ever put out an X-Men line? That I got to find out. I don't think so. Right, but yet it's on a Kenner card. Yes, it is. I did notice that. And now, is that I mean, because of the aesthetic? Beats me, Tommy. I, it could be, but you know, I mean, I mean, they they look cool if you're into that reaction. I mean, I like yeah. the Hulk. They actually look like more of a toy of the Secret Wars line, especially yeah. the other ones. Uh, the Hulk is a bit more muscular. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say she doesn't really because she wasn't a Secret Wars toy, but he does. Okay. Like Nito definitely does. Um, and if you, if for you folks at home, if you want to look up the image of the old '80s Secret Wars toys, you might see the resemblance, or, or maybe not. But that's what I, that's what I was thinking. So Hasbro had their Fan Force Friday yesterday, and they announced a whole bunch of Lucasfilm 50th anniversary figures. First one is the Black Series on, I guess it's vintage now, on a mm -hmm. vintage card. One of my favorite Jedi's, Qui-Gon Jinn. Now, here's one of the cool things about him. The face looks so much better than the original that came out. It does. So, I'm happy to see that. We're also getting a battle droid. Oh, excuse me, uh, Mace Windu. Do I look like a battle droid to you? With, uh, with uh, soft goods. I like that. That looks nice. Yeah. The purple, really nice. purple blade as well. Battle, droid. battle droid. There you go. Roger, roger. And here's some. I was... 
actually surprised to see that they're putting so much thought into it. Jar Jar Binks. You know, like I always can, I thought in the fandom, he was like the black sheep of the Star Wars. Yeah, but it's like, I think the fandom from when this movie came out, who complained, they have other things to complain about now. And over time, you kind of mellow out with them. And I look at Jar Jar and, and he might not be like my favorite character. But I think it's horrible with the poor, um, was it Ahmed Best who played him? Yeah. The reaction that people gave him. Uh, oh, I, yeah. It's just, it's so sad. And, you know, he he's part of the Star Wars universe. And you don't have to accept it. You know, you, know, you don't have to buy him. Um, but you know what? Good for them for keeping, keeping him around. And, you know, keeping George Lucas's vision going with the characters he created. That's and it, it is a a good looking toy he you know you could see the oh, face it's a beautiful figure you know yeah the, the face looks great the ears the, you know he's got uh articulated arms um so he doesn't are... have a shield in this version though okay so, so like, it's a little cheaper yeah you can do a lot with this figure you know it's pretty cool right also now here's what's gonna drive people crazy yeah. these are best buy exclusives okay so for all you completionists you're gonna be doing a lot of store hopping because along at Best Buy are these three figures that are magnificently rendered. I love the Ben Kenobi because right. he, he's got this splice of like new but old with that, that shoulder. Uh, well, the, the peak of this. Yeah, the vinyl. Yeah. And the Jawa looks great with the cloth uh, cloak. The, and, and You know, I, I've heard a lot of good things about that. It just it looks so bulky, but. A lot of people are telling me that's how the original figure looked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. Uh, I'll go off topic for one moment. We were at my grandmother's years ago and we're sitting there eating. We're Italian. So it was a pasta dinner and um, it's in the summer. And my mother looks up and goes hey, to her mother, which is my grandmother. Hey mom, what's that in your case over there? And she's like, Oh, Aunt Mary gave that to me. It's a monk. I'm like grandma, that's a Jawa. Um, so she had this little original Kenner Jawa figure with, um, the cloth good. And she had it in her cabinet because she thought it was a monk, like, you know, a St. First, uh, a first St. Francis monk or something like that. Uh, so I always think of that when I, when I see these, but, um, it, it's really cool looking. So Greedo Ben Kenobi and the Jawa will be an Amazon exclusive. So yeah, too many exclusives. Drive, yes, you know, just it's crazy being a collector. It, it it make it makes it difficult, and it takes the enjoyment out of it in a way. It's not like you're going on a toy run um, to the same different store, five right. different it, Toys R Us's. Yeah, you're going you, to five different chains multiple times. Right. If you people love to hunt, this is perfect for you. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And then this from was announced from the Bad Batch, the Elite Trooper. Oh, excuse me, Elite Squad Trooper. Sorry, didn't mean to upset the Force. But I felt I mean, the disturbance. These are all, I mean, basically these are all repaints, especially this guy. Mm. He's just a, a clone trooper repainted a darker shade, you know? I mean, I, I get it, but at the same time, it would be nice to see some different stuff. Yeah, you know, you see the reasoning for cutting corners in a way but it's also like if i'm going to spend my money well yeah that's the toy game 
give me something that's worth my money because you know it's it's tough to come by these days absolutely so this fine gentleman will be a amazon and hasbro pulse exclusive figure so you have two places to get them and then another legitimate well yeah i guess it's legitimate you remember when these first came out there they had that chip oh yeah so it was like a talking device right people are complaining they would love to see uh even if it doesn't work, but like a chip on the card. You know, the chip would be a good base to stand them on if they just. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's what was part of it. They had that long thing. You, yeah. You would stand just, on it. You'd scan the chip and he would talk. Maybe make it less, either give just a chip and not the scanner or whatever, but, you know, to somehow include it. But, you know. I will never forget when this figure originally was released back in 99. It was. Myself and three other friends, someone that you also know, she was there. So we were we were online, huge, massive crowd of Star Wars fans. Soon as the door opened at midnight, she ran in. She was the first one there. All of a sudden, like this whole swarm of people just basically drowned her. Last things I heard from her, I saw her hand. <laughs> and all I heard was Tom, 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 Tom. So I went in to rescue her. But I mean, I, I couldn't believe the. I mean, do you remember when stuff like that I, happened? I remember going to stores, uh, waiting outside Tours R Us for them to open, and there being a bunch of Star Wars guys. And some of them are just casual collectors like like us, and by that I mean who just collected. And then there was like the guys who owned the stores, um, you know, and kind of like everybody's eyeing each other up. And seeing, all right, well, he's kind of overweight. He's not going to be able to run. And, you know, I remember one guy actually saying, hey, guys, look, we're all fans. Let's, let's just be cool about it. And, exactly. you know, that's the right way to think, really. Nobody wants to get trampled. So these 3.75-inch figures are also coming out, including Darth Maul, Ahsoka Tano, Pablo. Pablo. Yep. Pablo. And here's another one. Now, for some reason, in my eyes, he falls under the Jar Jar category. Yeah, he's an Ewok. Why would he? Right, but I mean, did he have a big role? No, but does there like, something have, on this? No, originally, the Ewoks they released a certain line um, or a certain set of Ewok characters. So it wasn't just right. Wicked. Right. Um, uh, he was one. Um, and then there was also, of course, the cartoon series, and then the uh, battle for Endor and all that stuff. So, um, you know what? The Ewoks took a lot of crap too. Um, that's true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I, I love the Ewoks. Back yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're cool. And uh, I actually, I kind of dig it. You know, it's, um, I, was, I would like to see a, a wicked figure to be honest with you. Oh, I'm sure it's coming. Yeah, that's true. And then our princess, She's coming in into her clothing. And these will all be Hasbro Pulse and Big Bad Toy Store exclusives. Except for... Oh, I'm sorry. Nope. Only Darth Maul and Ahsoka Tano are the Hasbro Pulse and Big Bad Toy Store exclusives. Sorry, folks. Or Poplu, Princess Poplu. Leia, and the ST... ATST? ATST driver will all be Walmart exclusives coming this spring for $12.99. And then, also from FanForce Friday, they released a preview of Tech, Aura Singh, Zero, Casca Reeves from
from the Mandalorian and General Lando. So those figures will be coming up soon. Somebody must have heard about his maneuver at the Battle of Tanav. Oh, from Diamond Select Toys, Tommy. I love Lord of the Rings. Oh. Um, I love Lord of the Rings. Uh, sad how much I love it. I just so Diamond Select Toys is releasing Lord of the Rings action figures, Legolas and Gimli coming in March. And if you can go, yeah, this is beautiful. I'm gonna be a little honest. I think this is nitpicking, but Legolas's face is a little off. But he looks excellent. I would say Gimli's head should be a little bigger, but that's not really, you know, a complaint. I just think he needs to be shorter, because the dwarf—that's basically like a human height. I think he should be at least up to the elbow, because um, you know, hobbits are like a child size, even though they're an adult. Their hobbits don't really grow that big, and then the dwarf. And when you think of dwarfs, you think um. I mean, they had John Reese Davis playing him in the movie, but um, who was uh, Sala from Indian for Raiders of the Lost Ark, just for reference. But yeah, he should be a little bit shorter, in my opinion. But like the detail on everything is just excellent. It's just really nice looking toys. Can't wait to see these. That would go nice with the moose toy you want. <laughs> yeah, it would. It really <laughs> would. So Netflix has announced their Sandman series of actors. Now, this is all based on the Neil Gaiman comic. And Tom Stur Sturridge, excuse me, will be playing Dream. Gwendolyn Christie, Captain Fan Phasma, will play Lucifer. Vivian, I'm going to butcher this. Vivian Achempog as Lucian. Charles Dance as Roderick Burgess. Sanjeev Baskar as Kane. Asim Chandri as Abel and Bo Boyd Haldbrook as the Corinthian. Did you ever watch this show? Or I'm sorry, did you ever read the book? No. I read a couple of issues. It was interesting. There was actually there was one one issue I remember. It was I guess Dream Met God or, or someone close to it. It was it was really fascinating. But I mean I, I I'll see the show, but who knows? It may bring me back to the books. Disenchanted, the show with Matt Groening, season three has just been released. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I couldn't get into it when I tried watching it, but you know, I saw the first two seasons. I liked the uh, season three is just a little bit too slow for me, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm a, I love Matt Groening. You know, I'll give anything he does a shot. Congratulations to our friend Rob McCallum and his friend Jay. Not. Only did they get a second season for their show, Action Figure Adventure, his docuseries about how his best friend Jay traveled to the U.S. and Canada to find toys to create a, char a charity auction to support his local children's hospital. I mean, this guy's got a heart of gold. Definitely. They got picked up for a second season. Now, here's one of the cool things that Rob needs help with. We need to, if you're listening to this, you need to tell Netflix you want to see this show in a, come to America. So if you can log on to help.netflix.com slash en slash title request. I'm going to throw all this information in uh, readouts or uh, I can't think today. I'm going to throw the link in there. Just click it on. Just put Action Figure Adventure. It's a great docu-series. 
give it a shot. Unfortunately, right now, unless you're a Kickstarter backer, you can only see it in Canada. And I also want to, another congratulations to them. They also host a YouTube channel called the uh, Jane Rob Show. All they do is talk about toys just like us, except they do it They're better. better. More professional. (laughs) That actually got picked up as a TV show. That's cool. Uh, How are they going to do that? That is. I mean, yeah, Rob's got a ton of projects coming up. It's not like a sitcom, is it? No, it's just basically what we do. Oh, cool. Yeah, you can look it up on YouTube. Just Jay and Rob Toy Show. Rob's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. He's he's so nice. Very good people. So Uh, is his friend Jay. I mean, if you heard this guy's story, it's incredible. I mean, he works at a, he volunteers at a children's hospital and he actually put in his own money, five grand of his own personal money to create an auction, which they did well with, you know, they, and all the money went to charity. So you can't God bless him. No, it's hard to gold. Yeah. Uh, the G4 re- relaunch has been confirmed. Attack of the show and X-Play will return as part of the new channels, the new channel lineup. More news coming, of course, as we gather. Um, but those are two popular shows. And the real Ghostbusters animated show will now be on the official Ghostbusters YouTube channel. There's no official release date yet, but you can uh, plan on busting ghosts along with the boys. So George Clooney will executive produce the Buck Rogers series and is looking to star in the show as well. Brian K. Vaughn, who we know from Why the Last Man, as well as other image books, will be writing the current series. So I think that'd be pretty cool, especially if George Clooney is going to play a part. And then this spring, we'll see the official release from the U.S. Post Office. The 20 stamp sheet will include IG-11, R2-D2, K2SO, DO, L337, BB-8, C3PO, Gonk. Gong, thank you. Gong Power Droid C110P also goes by the name of Chopper. Yeah, so he was the original, well, the original Ref Macquarie design for oh, RGD2. Okay. Um, when Macquarie was developed, designing the th- different things for Star Wars, one of the designs for RGD2 was Chopper. And when they did Rebels, they took that design and created the named this design Chopper. And created a character out of him. So yeah, he he goes. He's um he's got some history with uh with Star Wars. Pretty cool. And these droids were a nod to Lucasfilm, their parent company Disney's commitment to science, technology, engineering, and math. Uh, it's the STEM. STEM project. Yeah, it's a right. learning, and uh, the continued collaboration between Force for Change and the global pre K through twelve nonprofit organization. So if you can find them, get them. Definitely. Uh, a little bit of Indiana Jones news. Um, as you know, I love Indiana Jones, one of my heroes since I was a kid. Uh, the word is the movie should be coming out next year. It's going to be taking place in the 1960s. No word on what the MacGuffin is, what he'll be chasing. Um, it is supposed to be the final Indiana Jones film. So how this movie will end, everything's up to to debate right now, but that is the latest news for indie for any indie fan out there. Um, I know like the news is very sparse right now. So um, just something to look forward to though. Maybe, maybe not see how it is. So I just wanted to wrap everything up. Special thank you to Brian Salvatore for intro and outro music. 
Shared Universe Podcast Studio, our friends at Spectre Creative. We are now on YouTube. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to us rattle off about our favorite toys. We still need to reach our goal of a thousand people. So hit that subscribe button, ring that bell, tell a friend. Join the conversation at toyspodcast at gmail.com. We are on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, give us a rating, or do both. Enjoy our new podcast, Rocketeer Radio, with our own host, Ian Westoff. What's this week's uh, episode about? Um, well, it is titled Learning to Fly, and I'm going to leave it at that. I'm sure you can figure out what it means by that. A little discussion also on the creation of the rocket pack and helmet, but Learning to Fly. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thank you, sir. Follow us on all social media at Toy Lines or at Facebook at two places, Toy Shelf Magazine or at Toy Lines. You can see all these pictures and a little bit of info on our own personal website, which started all, toy-lines.com. You can go there for toy reviews, news, everything we've discussed. So I'm Tom Romero. And I'm Ian Westhoff. Play with your toys! Hi, I'm Marvelous Joe. And I'm his twin brother, Johnny DC. And together, we host the Dynamic Duel Podcast, a weekly show where we debate who has the superior characters between Marvel and DC, which we help prove through stat-based simulations of battles between your favorite Marvel and DC characters. We also review the latest Marvel and DC films to hit theaters. We'd love to have you come listen as we have a blast every Tuesday. Check out Dynamic Duel at dynamicduel.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Did you watch the X-Men cartoon as a kid? Did you buy Spider-Man number one the day it came out? Did you collect superhero trading cards and action figures? Then have we got the podcast for you. That's right, it's Wizards, Wizards, the the podcast podcast guide to to comics. The exciting show where Adam, that's me, and Michael, that's me, will take you through the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine, one issue at a time. We have so much fun reliving that crazy time of chromium covers and speculative comic book buying. Plus, we get to see where this whole hubbub about superhero movies really began. So we invite you to join us every other week on the Retro Network podcast feed. We can't wait to go back in time and uh, flip through those comic books you used to read. So we'll see you then. And until next time, keep your books bagged and boarded. (laughs) 